Quran says, O you who aminu, O you that believe, fasting is prescribed to you as it was prescribed to those before you that you may become the month of Ramadan is here for us to be prepared to read the Quran and to live the life of Quran. If we become Tatakum and we develop Quranic mentality, yeah, I slid a suffix on an Arabic word, but just for the understanding. If we develop this Quranic mentality, we begin to see the world through a whole different picture. Allah opens up a different view of what's happening in the world around us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put something inside of us as an individual that people can see a living example as to what they want to be. Because everybody wants a good life. But it's just that the shaitan and his imps, they put blockers, the tagu. They block our ability to have access to the Quranic guidance. And so what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does in Ramadan is he chains all of that up. So all of the ugly that you see in your life during Ramadan that is the real you. It is uninfluenced by the shaitan or his imps. The bad that we do during Ramadan, that is the real us. And Allah allows us to see our real self in the lens of the Quran so that we can say, time out, I don't want to live like that. That is not what I want to be. So Allah allows us to work on ourselves during Ramadan, and like the brother said, the first 20 days, oh man, that's that's not that's not it. You know, the first the first 10 days, man, you be like, man, what time it is? You're looking up. You're not even hungry, but it's the mere fact that you haven't been living like that. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He allows you to cruise through that first 10 days. And then, when you enter into that second 10 days of the month of Ramadan, you be like, man, we're going to be able to do this, we're going to hang out, and man, we be rolling, we be growing into the last 10 days, which is the home stretch. That is what we want to do. We want to be the best Muslim that we can be during these last 10 days. Because when we come out of these last 10 days, we're going back to battle. The shaitan and all his imps, they're going to get unloosed. They're going to make serious attack. And if we have not prepared ourselves, the way we live during Ramadan is a prime example of what the next year is going to be like. So we want to take advantage of this most glorious month. These last few days, as the brother said in the khutbah earlier, Make this the best last days in your life. Live the life of one that's facing supreme victory. Hmm? Because that's what this is. You know, this is when we had the first rumble with the Kufa. When we had the Battle of Bar. They 
came up in there like they was going to run something, and we put them in a body bag and sent them on back home. But that, they didn't learn their lesson. They did not learn their lesson. They kept on messing with us, and they kept looking at our righteousness, thinking that it was a weakness, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dropped the fatwa on them. When we went up in Mecca and said, okay, we're getting all this back. We're going to get all this back. But we're not going to do you like you did us. We're going to be compassionate because we are in the month of Ramadan, the month that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed the real us to be seen and the real Muslim is compassionate. He's forgiving. He's loving. But he's not a weakling neither. No, don't, don't mistake that. No. Sometimes people go too far and then we have to bless them with the other side of what Ramadan is all about. But what we want to do is we want to become good, 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 good Muslims. We want to become the person in the neighborhood that the rest of the people look like and say, I want to live just like that. That is the kind of peace that I want. You ever seen people sometimes in the neighborhood, their face bent all up and balled all up, and you be like, man, what's wrong with them? I know the world I'm living in is not all that good, but it's not like that. And then they see you, and then they, they find peace. You know, you speak to them, hey, how you doing? You know, I'll share this with you. Uh, my car had broke down, and... This was during the cold season. I'm talking about, remember them real cold days last winter? I'm like at the bus stop every morning. And every morning, this, this non-Muslim, he walked right past me. So I said, hey, how you doing, man? Kept going. The next day, hey, how you doing, man? Kept going. Then one morning, he said, oh, I said, I got you. He said, I got you. The next morning, he came past. I said, hey, man, how you doing today? I'm all right, brother. How are you? I said, all right, that's what we're talking about. Then he came past the next day. And I said, hey, man, how you doing, man? Your family and everything all right, man? He said, yeah, man, everybody's all right. I said, hey, go a call to the mash kid. My name is Imam Ali. Come on through, man, holler at us sometime, man. We got a nice little social program. And now he's standing there talking to me. But like three days ago, he was walking past with his face balled up. But all he needed was some love. He needed to find a real human being that would give him the human expression that human beings give to other human beings. And it can only come from the Muslim. We're the only ones that have that human expression that is in the nature of everybody else, but they can't get it because they're not reading the book that would give it to them. So we're the only ones that have it. So now here we come down the street and we're not going to speak to this guy because he looked tough and he looked rough. No, that's the one we want. Khalid ibn Walid was like that. Umar ibn al-Khattab was like that. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa prayed for Umar to become Muslim. And he was a brawler because he wanted that strength that came with him. And this is what we want. We want it in, in closing this first part. This is how we want it. Non-Muslim guy sit on the back steps of the building next door to the masjid. And he died. Natural causes. He just sit out there on the back of the steps where our little driveway at, and he died. So I came to work the, other, the, the next morning, 
and the police had the area taken off and everything. And as bad as that neighborhood is, I'm talking about that is a serious neighborhood. Do you know all them little Kufar dudes that we be looking at and we drive past real fast when they seen them police in the alley and they saw me back there that about 20 of them came out there in that alley and say, ah, what they doing? Effing with the mass G? We a chattest MF up. I said, everything is cool, man. I said, the brother died. And then they saw their man and they came around, but they came in to defend their mass G. They can't see it right, but they know that's our spot. That's the mass G. That's where the Muslims at. And they look out for us. And they came out to defend it. And they don't even have a clue what I'm all right about me. They, don't, they can't even say, I saw I'm awake. But they came out in defense of Allah's house. And that's because we're there. That's because what we do, and I say we, you talking about us. All of us, that's what we represent. We are there, and they respect all of us, and they love us. Because they came out that day to put that work in about that little raggedy building, the Mass G. They can't say it, Mass G, but they know that the Mass G is our staff. And that's how we want the world to see us, that we are here for them, and they are here for us, and we are all in this battle together, fighting the shaitan and his imps, and we got a guaranteed winner. We cannot lose. He just said, come to success. That's in this world and in the next. We can't lose. We got a guaranteed winner. Bear with me, I get amped up a little bit. You know, when I come out here, I feel hard to relax. If I want to cry a little bit, I can cry because y'all my family. And everybody got to shed tears every now and then. Now, we came out here one day and we said, we are going to deliver the influence of the city by way of Islam. And they, some people laughed at us at the Wilson building. They gave me a little plaque down there and, you know, I'm selling tickets. So I said, uh, yeah, we accept this plaque, but we accept this plaque for work undone or uncompleted. That we're going to remake East of the River. Then we're going to come over here and we're going to remake the west side of the river. And then we're going to remake the world. And people was like, what's wrong with him? Do he know where East of the River is? Yeah, I know exactly where Easter River is. That's the part of D.C. that y'all don't come to until y'all want people to vote for y'all. So, Easter River, we start digging in. And, you know, like, like they say, the best way to a, person's, to a person is through their stomach. 
right? So we start giving all this food away, giving food away in all the public housing areas, talking to people, having our pamphlets, leaflets, flyers, inviting them out. Then we start going in the neighborhood two, three o'clock in the morning, picking up some of the toughest dudes in the neighborhood, taking them to the mass jet two, three o'clock in the morning. And we just sitting down like just talking, drinking coffee and, and just kicking it, right? So the next thing you know, for three years, we don't have no murders in Woodland, one of the most notorious neighborhoods in Washington, D.C. No murders, all the 15, all the 16, all the 17, all the way up to November when dirty politics came into play. Because they are getting all of the grants, right? They're getting the grants and the contracts from the government, and we're not getting any of them, right? But what they don't know is that we are plugged into Allah or Akbar, and Allah owns it all. So we don't need your grants. We plugged in with the Jamaat of Islam, and the Jamaat of Islam put us in front of all of them. That's right, we were in front, we are in front of all of them with their government contracts, their grants, and all of that. The Muslims, when we come through the neighborhood, they say, y'all watch out, man. Here come the brothers and the sisters, man. Put that up. Don't let them see that. Put that up. Hmm? Because they know that we don't represent what they're doing, and we have had the roughest dudes out there cry real tears. I don't want to be out here, but I don't know nothing else to do. And I'd be saying, that's what I wanted to hear, because I got something for you. Come on, man. Let me holler at you. Now, he's not going to come over there during the daytime, but he's the one that I can get at night. When I go through the neighborhood 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and he out there on the avenue, I said, man, I thought you told me you wanted to do something else. Man, let me show you something. He'll get in the little van, and, you know, we got a black van, and everybody know it. Even the babies know Everybody know the black van. So he'll get in the car, and we can take him over to Mass Jid, and we can sit down, and we can talk to him. We can tell him, okay, look, man, how much money you got right now? Okay, get out the game with that right there. I'm going to show you how to get in another game. I'm going to show you how to take what you got right now, and I'm going to put you in another game. We got three youngsters, and I love them. They started out selling bottles of water on, uh, right there by, uh, what's that, New York Avenue, that little intersection by the Wendy's. They started out selling bottles of water out of a, 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 a you know, the Safeway car. Do you know what them young boys driving right now? All three of them got three of those Chevrolet trucks with the little back slant on it. Not the pickup truck. You know, the one with the little half of the two front doors on it and the half back. All three of them got one brand new from selling waters because somebody showed them how to get out of the game. Somebody showed them how to get out of the game. We got one brother, he got a, vent, he got a shopping center on the corner. Because somebody showed him how to get out the game. He had one of the biggest vending stands in Washington, D.C., and he was a thief, a crook, a robber, and everything else a couple of years ago. But because somebody showed him how to get out the game, this is how we were able to stop those murders from 15 all the way up to 2017. We left November, the Muslims left November 2017, by 2000, in 2018, in April, they had three murders over there, six serious shootings, so much that they ran up in the halfway house and murdered a dude in the halfway house. And you know what happened? The captain of the guard 
not the regular captain in the police precinct, the captain of the guard contacted our liaison and said, man, we got to have y'all back. He said, my officers can't do what y'all do up here. The neighborhood won't let them do what y'all do up here. We don't know what you're doing in there, but we need you back up in there. And I said, Allah, whack bottom. You don't want us back up in there because it ain't us that did it. You want la ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah because that's what allow us to go up in them neighborhoods. Because if we was like them, they would eat us up in there. They would eat us up. If every time they see us up in there, we looking at some little young sister, every time they see us up there, we tricking somebody out some money or something, they would eat us up. But even their grandmothers love us. Oh, there go my babies right there. There go my baby. Because we got that tape, we got like three tables and them little kangaroos and them little peanut butter jars that, that we get, we come and pick up out here. We put all of that out there on that table and then we tell them, no, 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 everything got to go. When we leave, we not taking nothing back but the tables. One little line until it's all gone. Now we got a new program that we run. It's called uh, ETS, yes. Infant to Seniors. The youngest person in our program, she's like, she got, well, a couple of weeks passed, so we're going to say she's uh, one month, six weeks, and some days. Because she was like a month, a couple of days, a couple, uh, two weeks ago, she was a month. So now she a one month, two month, one month, two weeks, and some days. The oldest person in our, in our program is 85 years old. And she had her little birthday party, right? And she said she made contact with the masjid, and she said, I want them to come to my party. She made sure that me and my wife was at her little birthday party, and we went. And we had a joyous occasion. And she tell everybody, that's my other baby right there. That's my son because I call her mom. I've never called her by her name. And I, I don't even know her first name. I know her last name because we have to sign the book when we give her stuff. But I call her mom, and she loves it, and she loves me. And this is how we gotta be. We have to win the heart of the people. We have to win their heart. One of our youngsters just got a master's degree in January. He's been in our program ever since he was a, he was a serious knucklehead. But he just got a master's degree in education, and now he worked at one of the schools in the neighborhood. The same neighborhood that he came out of, that's where he's a school teacher at, in that neighborhood. As bad as Ben and Terrence is, National Geographic picked up the scholarship for one of our youngsters. And you know, they just don't get money away if your grade's not up there. That same youngster at National Geographic gave him the scholarship following, if he would have followed his little, his older brother, he would have 17 bullets in him and he would be dead right now. Because his oldest brother was a Muslim playing with Islam, some Kafirs gunned him down two blocks away from the masjid, loaded up, emptied the gun and hit him some more, playing with Islam. The younger brother right up under him has a scholarship for art. Two brothers out of the same family. Their sister in college. Their whole family took Shahada right there in Ben and Terrace. Coming to get the canned goods and stuff that we give them. Coming to get that food. Hmm? 
We got two more youngsters. One is getting a scholarship. He got a scholarship. Seven different schools came to Kenilworth Public Housing Area across the street from where our mass jet is because he's an A1 quarterback throwing that football. Seven different schools is after him. Also another little youngster in Lincoln Heights. All these are public housing areas that we're talking about that just one that Islam has affected his life that now he's getting ready to go to college. See, this is what Islam is supposed to do. It is supposed to make a visible change in the life of the human being. And this is what we are doing. We are making that change in areas where they say there's no hope. They say there's no hope, that there's no way that nobody can bring them out of where we got them at, and that is the shaitan and his agents. But we go up in there and we make a difference. We make that change. We make that change. When I get them little baby carriages that's, that might need a little work, we take them over there and we tighten up this and put a piece of wire on that, and we take it up there in that public housing area, and that baby ain't got nothing. That baby ain't got nothing. I'm going to share this with you because I got to stop in a minute. We got a sister up there, two sisters, five babies, the mother, the grandmother of the five babies, and a nephew. All of them live in a one-bedroom apartment. That's for a handicapped person, so you know it's extra small. They had The government cut her food stamps off. They had no food in the house. And one of the ladies said, Yo, the Muslims down there, and they get food away every Tuesday. She came down there, and she talked to my wife. We found she don't, not only don't have no food, they don't have no clothes. They don't have nothing. So we take them over to the center, and we empty up, and we empty it. We, I mean, we load the little minivan up, and we take it back. But they stand right there in the center and cry real tears. Y'all my family. Nobody was helping us. Y'all my family. Y'all helped us out. So my wife started crying. Now, I got to be muncho, so I ain't going to break down in front of them. So I go over here like I'm going to the bathroom, and I shed my little tear, too, because this serious. She's not, she's not talking about me and my wife. She's saying us, the Muslims, are her family. Because what we take out of here is what we give them. So when they cry, they're crying about all of us, the help that we are giving. Us as a Jamaat, the Jamaat of Islam, we are the family of those two sisters and them babies. And the sad part about it, mama got cancer and dying. This is the environment that those babies are in. One of the sisters out Gaithersburg called me and she said, man, I got a house full of furniture here. She said, I, I don't want to give it to the, uh, the Salvation Army or something. So I said, okay, let me come out. I went out, took pictures of it and showed it to the people. And then they started calling it what they want. One sister right across the street from the masjid, she took her shahada in the masjid last year during Ramadan at one of our little programs that we had for the neighborhood. She took Shahada last year. <coughs> she got two daughters in that house. Islamic Relief gave me a box about this big, full of food. She couldn't carry it. So I carried it from the center to the house. When she opened the front door, was nothing in there. No furniture, no nothing. 
So when that furniture came up, I already knew I was going to give it to him. We came out here and we got that furniture. And we took that furniture. And we took it in that house. The neighbors was like, the Muslims giving it away like that? Because see, y'all know out here, if you get a scratch on it, y'all don't want it no more. It's still new. So when they saw that, they said, I want to be a part of that program. But it was the little girl that really got me. Because when she seen that furniture in her house, you know how little girls are when they really happy? They jump like that and they shake. When I saw that, Allah took my mind somewhere all the way different. I said, this little girl is happy. She's been going to her girlfriend's houses all along and having a good time. But she could never bring her girlfriends to her house because she ain't had no furniture. Now I can bring my girlfriends home. That's what I saw. And that's what Quranic mentality gives you, the ability to see into the nature of things. And that's where we got to go. All y'all youngsters, the way it's happening and the way I'm looking at it, by the time that little boy right there get 20, man, we gonna have this door on lock. So y'all gotta get ready. Man, I'm 65, I'm on my way out. The best part of my life is gone. The rest of y'all little world is straight ahead. Get this Islam, put yourself in position, and America will be what it is intended to be, a mere recup. We're going to add a suffix on it, but a mere, we're going to take the suffix off of it, a mere of the world will be right here in the credit United States of America because the prophet Salah Wasallam, he had the same type people in his jamaat that we find all around America. When we look at the jamaat of the prophet Salah they came out the hood. Majority of them came out the hood. They was drunks, ballers, they, we ain't gonna name some of the other stuff that they was doing. But they was hood people. They were hood people. Everybody all right? Now, I'm gonna share one thing and then I'm rolling. I have learned something from y'all. And, uh, you know, it's a food that y'all make. Y'all make that biryani, right? Look, look, that biryani, when I get my hands on that biryani, I do something else with it and it becomes hood yani and everybody loves it. I'm talking about they love because they ask me, what is it? I say, oh, this hood yani, it comes from the brothers and sisters that make biryani. And they love it. I'm talking about they love it. They love it. You know, I don't know what all I'm doing to it, but I know it's not biryani no more. It's hood yani because we put a different spin on it. And man, they loving it, man. And that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to have a good time. We're not supposed to be miserable. And people are supposed to see us and they're supposed to say, Allah Akbar, our Savior has arrived. And that's us. We are saviors of the world. And don't let nobody tell you nothing different. So what the Kufar and all his imps don't like us, right? They're not supposed to like us. I'm talking about the dirty Kufar, the one that's playing tricks on the world. They're not supposed to like us. You know what I had a brother told me one day in closing? He said, Ali, man, do you know who you really fighting? I said, nah, man, what's going on? He said, man, y'all fighting the Dijal over here. He said, what do you mean? I said, what you talking about? 
He said that when the people were asked, why did y'all follow him? And he, they said, because he gave us food to eat and water to drink. And I said, good. The prophet Salaam told us that he would have water in one hand and fire in the other hand. Don't take his water, take his fire. Because the fire is really the water and the water is really the fire. And that's what we combat. And we combatting the hunger that the Dajjal has inflicted on the people and we're getting a response. You hear me? It's not a big response yet because we got to amp our game up some more. We got to step our game up some more. Like the brother was saying earlier in the clip-up, we got to be in our A game. The best players, they play a sorry game the first half because they have trained for the long stretch. And this is what we're in. We're into the long stretch for Yama Al Kiyama. So we have to step our game way up there. We got to go way up there. We got to get higher. We have to get so high that the stuff that these dudes that's in office right now, that they doing, we'll look down at them like we look at the gremlins. Remember the gremlins? They used to eat all the dirt and the filth that would be on the ground and on the floor. But we way up there. We're not even going to pay them any attention. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الأخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإلنا فاكرنا وارحمنا لنا كنا من الخاسرين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم آمين أقيم الصلاة اللهم أكبر